0: Hi, everybody. The complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. So, I'm going to share something with you, and I know that this I've definitely never shared before because this has never been brought to my attention before in this particular manner. Um, it does relate to Complex PTSD In a couple of ways So Um In regards to I would say Maybe things that people Who go through through Trauma and you have a hard time Understanding the world And you may even have I guess you could say Unique things Occur in your I would say very personal life Um for me, these things didn't start occurring until I was 26, and I've talked about these things before. I've talked about um, spiritual things or kind of dream, dream stuff. I've talked about you know coincidences and clairvoyance and all these things before, but this relates back to the counseling that I've been in recently. So the counseling that I've been in is like a higher grade counseling. It's one, related to substance abuse counseling. Two, it's related to thoughts of harming myself counseling. And three, another thing me and my counselor talk about, um, this is a new counselor, by the way, who I've had the last couple weeks now. Um, The other thing we talk about is just, I would say uh, we talk a lot about We've talked about the event. We talk a lot about my trauma growing up, where it came from. The type of narcissist I grew up around, which I describe as a grizzly bear. So when I say grizzly bear, grizzly bears are all about food, sleep, and their babies. So that's the type of narcissist I grew up around. Meaning when they want their food and when they don't get it, you're going to know it. If they don't get the sleep they want, where they want it. That could be at home or the type of hotel that they want. You know, if it's not nice enough or it's not this or that, they gripe, 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 make a big scene, you know. Um, and also, the crazy thing, and a lot of narcissists do this, is if anyone threatens their young or with a grizzly bear, or their cub, they become very aggressive because, one, they are protective, but two, with people, um, a narcissist wants you. Like they want to control you. You're you're theirs. Like you belong to them. So anyone infringing in that, they're gonna growl at them like a grizzly bear. So that's how I always describe the narcissist in my life that I grew up around. Um, so these are all things that we talk about. Me and my counselor. So today, um I actually went to my counseling session and they actually weren't able to be there so they gave me a home assignment. And I'm only going to have this for tonight, so that's why I decided to jump on here and do this episode. Um and I don't really know how some of these things are going to sound to you guys, and maybe it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um But some of the things that, you know, I've struggled with, you know, there's a reason why I've gone back into counseling, um, meaning seeing a counselor. Um, So they gave me a chart and it's basically ways that you see yourself. So these are ways that I see myself. And they had you basically put different parts of yourself or different sides of who you are or who I am into windows on like a picture of a bus. Um, and it sounds kind of childlike, but in a way it's very effective. And I was very surprised at what came out of this. So I wanted to share this. This is like super personal stuff here, by the way. Um, but I'm going to read a little bit of what this says. So it's kind of like you could say a worksheet. And this is all meant to help you it's all meant, it's technically for me, but it's like meant to help a person, you know, someone who's seeking counseling. It's help, It's meant from the counselor to the person that they're helping. Um, it's meant for them to see things more clearly. So, um, So some of the things that they do or some of the questions I could say are, you know, it's a fill in the blank thing. So it's kind of like, One example is all sides of me are good because, and then you would fill that in. I actually didn't fill anything in there because I didn't have to do every single one of them. Um, But some of the ones I did fill in, and again, these are things that you eventually put into like these windows of a bus. Um, Almost like you have passengers in a bus, but it's all the different sides of who you are, um, are the passengers in the windows. So one of a few of the ones I did answer and this ended up being like way more spiritual and like stuff about my soul and all this stuff than I ever thought that I would ever write down in these answers because it's fill in the blanks. And I don't know if most people write in answers like this. Maybe not. Who cares? We're all different. But I just wanted to read some of these. I found I found this just fascinating. Um, that in a you know a counseling session this is what I this is where my my mind goes so so they have you fill in the blanks okay so here's what they say one side of me that I have a hard time liking is and what I wrote in for that is my spiritual side and the synchronicities so for example and I've told you guys about the guy who lived in the house I grew up in. I don't know if I've ever told you this story though. So on that same street on the house that I grew up in and I wrote, I know I wrote that paper about that guy and another guy portrayed him and lived in my house, which I never knew until I was about to do a presentation on him. Um, on that same street. Um, and maybe I did tell you this and I've forgotten, but about four houses down from where I lived, um, When I was about 22 years old There was a guy I may have just told you guys this recently And I've forgotten But um, there was a guy who lived In a house that My parents were actually going to live in At one time when I was younger Um, And this guy stepped out of the house As I was walking by And again I was about 22 And he said Can I show you something And I was like sure uh, and he took me up to his house again this is four houses down from where i lived and he showed me on the wall in his living room was a portrait of a young man and the guy in the portrait looked exactly like me and the guy who said can i show you something he didn't exactly look that way anymore so he was a little older and kind of kind of funny looking And his hair was kind of curly and wavy, whatever, real dark. I have really dark hair too. But his younger image of himself looked exactly like me. And it was really weird. Um, And he just had me come up there and look at this portrait. And it was a painting. It was like a painting portrait. Um, And I told this to an online group of people when I was in a true crime online group. We were talking about the Moscow, Idaho crime that happened a year ago yesterday. And, um, it was the 13th, but, uh, some of the people in the group said, well, what, what was your mom doing? And I said, my mom, question mark. And they were implying, um, was your mom getting busy with it? Meaning, did she have a child out of wedlock? And this guy's my older brother or something. And I said, no, this guy is, like, her age. So it's not... She didn't have another kid with somebody else. Um, And then they said stuff like, are you sure you're your dad's son if this guy looks like you? And I said, no, I look a lot like my dad. Um, Me and my dad look alike. And actually, my dad was in a Vietnam... There was a a portrait, like a, a... a side portrait of him done, a profile portrait of him done when he was in uh, the army, when he was in Vietnam. And my old roommate in North Carolina said that I look so much like my dad um, in his painting. And because um, I used to have the, the portrait at my apartment when I lived in North Carolina. And um, so. This whole thing about uh, synchronicity, that's just another example of this guy. And basically what I told these people in this true crime group is that the thing about it is this guy might have looked like me because my grandpa, um, who was my dad's dad, ran off um, like years ago and he may have had like another child. So maybe this guy was also his child as well. And that's why I look like both men. Because one could be my dad and one could be, you know, my dad's long lost half brother who happens to live four houses down from him, you know, so it has nothing to do with my mom. That's why I was like my mom. Um, But anyway, uh, that's just one tiny little example of uh, synchronicity is that. And then I told you guys a million times about the guy who lived in our house and the time that I almost took my life. Uh, When I was living, moving back to North Carolina and then the next day, I was mysteriously led to the gravesite and museum of the preacher that I wrote my college capstone paper about. His name was Barton Stone. Um, So that's one thing I wrote in here whenever I did this fill in the blank. One side of me that I have a hard time liking is my spiritual side synchronicity. Because I actually don't like that those things happen. I don't want to know why those things happen. Um, it, It can drive you down a rabbit hole of like... Almost leading to like schizophrenia. Thinking about stuff like that. So then another one on this list that this counselor gave me. It says, I need to learn to be more accepting of... And then you fill in the blank. And I actually put people's belief in their own faith or religion... And the reason I struggle with that is I grew up around people who some people would say are in a cult, and I would say that too. And so, religions, I've seen the scary side of religions. So, anytime, you know, somebody is like super gung ho, it always makes me think of trauma. It always makes me think of they're going to abuse people with this. This is a power play. Um, Rather than seeing, you know, the functional, and the sane people who follow a faith, um, you know, not to be, you know, I need to not be like judgmental of that. So another one is, um, another thing they have written on here, a side of me that needs protection is, and I wrote my soul spirit. And the reason I put that, and I actually, whenever I did the little bus window thing, cause I filled them in, in the images of the windows, um, I put my soul and then I put the world. And the reason I put the world is the world we live in, I think of destruction um, and death. And so for soul, my soul needs to be protected. And so I then I wrote Kentucky and Barton Stone because that's where uh, Barton Stone's grave is. So like when I tried to take my life, that was destruction and that was me being of the world Of the world that we live in, Earth um, That was me, like, just giving into uh, I don't even know what the word is But just giving in, just giving up um, And so within 24 hours, you know, I'm led to This site, and I'm taking an exit I wasn't expecting to be taking And it wasn't until after I got to this motel that I was going to stay at that I realized Barton Stone's grave was like 20 minutes from there and so if it hadn't been for these mysterious things that happened beforehand like a mudslide and car crashes on the interstate I never would have gone there You know, it was very strange so that's why I put in here a side of me that needs protection is my soul and spirit because it does because I'm, I'm very fragile at times Um, The next one is the side of me that I am most comfortable letting others see is my non-spiritual human side. And so what I meant by that is going to work, you know, just being in the world. Um, I mean, that's the side I think probably most people are comfortable with because you're, you're not having to share anything. You're just, you know, getting a coffee. You're going out to eat. You're going to work. You're not sharing anything. You're just existing around other people. The next one is um, a side of me that I am least comfortable letting others see is, and I put, I wrote down my dreams. So I told you guys before that I've had dreams that have come true, and I don't claim to be a psychic or anything. I could be clairvoyant. I don't know. Um, But I've had at least four dreams over probably ever since I first had Bell's Palsy. That's the first time I ever had anything like that happen. It was in 2010, I think, because I've had Bell's Palsy twice. But the first time I had Bell's Palsy, I just started having all kinds of um, weird things happen with my TV, and I just have had at least four dreams, and it usually is related to me getting warning signals about people I care about. And I have a dream about something related to them. Very specific. And and then it comes true, like a week or two later, like what I dreamt about. So they're usually like dreams warning me that somebody I know is in danger. And it's like a foretelling of something. It's very weird. Um, but that's something I, I'm not that's probably the thing that I'm least comfortable letting others see because I don't want people to think that I've one lost my mind or two that I'm trying to be like a trying to be like a scam artist or something. I don't know. Um, not that fortune tellers are, you know, there are people who I think probably do have gifts, um, that don't call themselves fortune tellers, by the way. Um, Another thing I wrote in here is, so their phrase is, I can try to express more sides of me with, and then you fill in a blank and it says in parentheses, safe person. So I wrote a counselor and I, I didn't know, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, the next one, the side of me that can best lead my trauma recovery is, and I wrote the sober side, abstinent from alcohol. So th- that's the side of me that can best lead my trauma recovery. So I think on the, uh, the bus image, uh, that's who's second behind the bus driver. So leading my recovery is the sober side, second from the front. So the f- person in the very front, Who's actually driving the bus? Because obviously, you want a sober person driving the bus. Um, for their part, that says, the side of me that can best protect me from unsafe behavior is, and I wrote, the sober and responsible side. So that's who's driving the bus. So this is kind of giving you a concept of how you want to live your life. You want the sober, responsible side to be driving. And then, um, another one is a side of me that my family doesn't know. And I put clairvoyant, they don't really know my soul and they don't know my spirit. So, um, I've told you guys before that I was in, you know, a a mental hospital, uh, when I was 21. And I remember even back then telling the uh, counselor when I was in there that I just have certain beliefs about myself, um, that there's something about me that's, I don't even know if you want to say special, but I just know that there's something something going on. Um, And the more that I have these synchronicity things happen um, that are connected directly back to hugely significant Events in American history, United States history, the civil war, the emancipation of slaves, you know, this, the guy who led the movement, um, another man portrayed him, lived in my house. I mean, like, what are the odds of that? And I've told someone in the past, um, that history shows itself to me. I don't have to go out and try to discover history, It'll show itself to me. If it's wanting me to see it, it's going to come knocking on my door. Um, I don't have to go look for it. That's one of the fun things about being a historian. You don't, when you're really in it, it's going to, it's going to want you to show it. Um, And then, but yeah, my family doesn't know really anything about that, except the last two Saturdays, whenever, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, I did show someone I did tell someone about you know the whole weird thing related to Matthew Perry's death and then the article when I was watching Silence of the Lambs and then I saw the article like as I was watching the movie about Trump and Silence of the Lambs and how he made some comment and they showed a picture of him with Hannibal Lecter's mask on literally while I was watching the movie and I just bought it and it was only a half an hour in and I was like Well, that's a really weird coincidence. Um, So those two little incidences I actually had texted my family about and said, can you believe this? Like, this is weird. Um, And then the last one on this list is, a person who can help me accept all sides of myself is, and the answer I put was people from the past. They show up from history. So I just explained that to you. Um, So again, I don't like the synchronicity stuff or the clairvoyant stuff, but those are the people who can help me accept all sides of myself. Um, And it's because they're they're showing up. Like I have no choice, you know. They're there. Um, You know the one thing I the one way I kind of described it to my counselor when I first saw her was. It would be like if I, um, said, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the Kool-Aid man lately. So Kool-Aid man from like family guy, like, I don't know if you've ever seen family guy. They do this whole thing, about Kool-Aid man, and they show this Kool-Aid man cartoon thing running around and everything. And Kool-Aid man, I think used to be in commercials back in the day, like Kool-Aid that you drink. Um, if you just look up a picture of Kool-Aid man, So I was telling the counselor, it would be like if I were to say something about, I just can't get the Kool-Aid man off my mind. And then literally it would be as if somebody would walk into the counseling office with a shirt that says the Kool-Aid man. And I told her that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like it would be as if that happened. So like if I were to say something like, it's going to rain cats and dogs today, and somebody walks in with a shirt on, or somebody walks into the office and says, randomly, because there's not even a storm outside, somebody just randomly says, man, it was raining cats and dogs, or, you know, it's just, you know, they say something immediately. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that happens, or... You know, it's it's just kind of strange. Um, and I remember telling you guys, uh, and that's the end of these things I was going to mention on this podcast, uh, today's podcast. But um, I just wanted to read these to you because I think they're interesting. But one thing I was going to say, I was talking about that maybe a, a couple weeks ago. I did a podcast about the coincidences or whatever. And I was reading those comments that was on, um, it wasn't Reddit but it was something else, Quora. And I noticed a lot of people who have those coincidence things happen. It happens with their televisions um, or it happens with their cell phones, which I find fascinating because whenever I first had Bell's palsy, some of the dreams I would have, they were always connected to my TV, which I thought was really weird. Um, you know, like I would dream something and I'd turn the TV on and I'd see it. I just thought it was strange So I I don't know what that has to do with technology I have no clue what that's about But anyway, I'm only going to have this for tonight So I wanted to share some of that But yeah, um, those are the answers I wrote in there So who would have thought that from a counseling worksheet I would write in all this spiritual stuff And stuff about my soul and I don't know I wasn't expecting these things to be at all with this, what I'd be writing in for this questionnaire. Um, So anyway, uh, maybe it says something about me, but I just wanted to share that before I have to turn it in tomorrow. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.